0: Hi, I'm Terrell Turner, the host of the Business Talk Library, and today I have a great guest on, and as all of you know, my background is accounting and finance, and I love talking to business owners entrepreneurs, and I love it even more when I get to talk to those that are in the accounting and the finance space. Uh, So I want to welcome to the show David Cully from Adept Training. Welcome to the show, David. Terrell, thank you very
1: much. Great to be here.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Now, before we jump into ADEPT training and talk about you know, the business, the services, you know, tell us a little bit, what was your background before starting ADEPT training? Sure.
1: Well, uh, I'm an accountant by trade, uh, as, as you say. Um, I never thought I'd be an accountant. Um, <laughs> I, I did a, a degree. I, I didn't really know what I wanted to be. You know, I was sort of 18. What do I do? I don't know. Um, and I did a dual honors degree in law and human resource management to kind of keep my options open. And at the start of my last year, I went to the careers people. I said, look, I want to do something in business. What do you recommend? And they said accountancy. Uh, and I walked out in disgust. I thought I couldn't think of anything more boring than, than being an accountant. Um, so I, I left, started work uh, for a fashion company uh, and got into they, they were expanding into Europe. And I started having to analyze their European stores and things like that. Uh, and reports on performance and then recommend action. And it, the penny suddenly dropped that that's accountancy. Yeah, it wasn't the boring stuff. It was it was this value-adding stuff. So that's what sort of got me into the profession. Um, and I spent a few years in retail. I worked for John Lewis Partnership, which is a sort of big uh, department store chain here in, uh, in England, um, qualified with them. But in the back of my mind, I always had this thing of I love talking to people, particularly about, you know, accountancy about making a difference driving your business forward um and so i had this thing in the back of mind i'd really like to teach but i couldn't reconcile the two i couldn't work out you know I, I, to me teaching was a, a a school thing it wasn't you know a, a business thing and um, so i was very lucky about uh, 15 years ago i joined a, a professional education company um so from then on really have been um you know teaching preparing students mainly for their professional exams but also their professional development writing materials and all that sort of thing and I gradually started finding that you know my, my I was doing more and more management and less and less teaching and you know I think it seems to be a, a common pattern yeah you know if you're good at your job they promote you to manage and you stop <laughs> doing what you were good at you know it's that sort of thing um so I, at that point it's about three years ago and I said no I'm doing too much management I'm not doing what I want I'm gonna do teaching. Um, and so that that's sort of w- really where I got to the point of, of of setting myself up as a business.
0: Awesome, awesome. So what was that, you know, that that transition initially like? Like, you know, how did you feel when you went from you know the first transition of you know, moving from, you know, working in the industry to teaching at the education company that you were at?
1: Now I, I, I should I should say I'm a risk averse person. Yeah, I think accountants (laughs) as as a group, I think we tend to be quite risk averse, don't we? Um, So I'm not somebody who takes risks, but I was in a job that really wasn't right for me. Um, I wasn't happy, it was stressful, it was unpleasant. All the the sort of the, the stereotypical, really not a pleasant job. Um, and my wife at the time, she was actually seven months pregnant, um, which is Yeah, with our first child. It's the one time you really don't start messing about with your career. You know, you, you just pay the bills, you get the money. And I reflected on it for a long, and I thought, no, actually, you only get one life. It's life's too short. Um, if I don't take the step. I and, and I looked around the office and I could see these people just in jobs that they, they really didn't like. Um, so I took the leap. And I think what gave me the confidence to do it was that thing in the back of my mind I'd always thought you know that the phrase that was given to me was what's your deepest desire? What is it you really want to do? And for me it was teaching and I I, I came to terms with that a long time before I got into teaching but it was always there in the back of my mind and actually things got so bad with the job I was in I thought you know what I've got to move I can't stay here. So in a sense it was I was pushed Mm-hmm. but it was actually the push I needed. And it was a case of turning what was a very negative experience, suddenly that became something really positive. Wow,
0: yeah, and that, that had to be a pretty really big push. I mean, like I said, your wife being pregnant, um, accountants by nature are risk averse. Um, so yeah, that would have to be a big push.
1: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And, and it's funny, I, I suppose, reflecting on, on, on my life and things, because I'm risk averse, I'm not proactive. All the time um and therefore actually looking back it's when things go badly wrong that's the catalyst for something really good to happen and i've i've, I've learned to spot that pattern um so you know roles i've been in i've been in roles that have been made redundant twice in my career and sure. at the time everybody turns around and says, oh you'll you'll be much better afterwards and of course at the time you think <laughs> that really doesn't make me feel better <laughs> but in hindsight it was true because it, it forced me to stop and think right what do I really want out of life? What do I really need? And how am I gonna get it?
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Now, you know, that's an interesting point you know, point, and I I think it brings me to the next question I wanted to ask about, you know, what's that journey been like with, you know, getting back into the passion of teaching, but now actually building a business around that passion, that desire, what's that journey been like?
1: It's been challenging. I mean, ironically, I, I lecture in you know, accountancy and business and finance, so, so yeah, I should know all these things, but of yeah. course, it's, it's one thing to, to know the academic side, it's another thing to actually do it, um, and so it was a bit of a leap of faith, um, and there was a, small part of me that was saying oh you know maybe you should just stick to the stick to a job stick to what you're you're doing so at that time you know I was a manager I was a senior manager I'd worked my way up to director level you know it, it ticked a lot of what should have been the right boxes but a bit like I described before it really wasn't feeling right um and so I sort of took took the leap and I'm not quite sure why I did it actually <laughs> you, know, do you know what I mean you look back and you sort of think I, I'm not sure what what, what drove me into it, other than, you know, I, I knew that I had to change. Um, I actually left the company so that the, the role I was in was made redundant and there was a, a new role there. So I didn't take the new role. I left the company and I didn't know what I was gonna do. I ha- I certainly didn't have this vision of, I've always wanted to set up my own business. It's gonna be brilliant. That, that that was not my vision at all. The vision for me was to teach. That I kept coming back to that thing. And so I thought, okay, what's the best way of realising that vision? And I realised, actually, it's it's to set up your own business. Um, and so, you know, that, it, I always kept it simple. Um, I think that was the key for me. I had a very clear vision. That's what I want to be. That's what I want to do. I was also fortunate I had a lot of contacts. And I think that made a huge difference, That that I had a lot of people who know me. Teaching is a very... It's, a, it's something quite personal isn't it you know when, when you're uh, yeah the relationship between a teacher and a student is quite personal and therefore when you're in that situation whoever's putting you in that situation needs to be able to trust you and and so fortunately i would had a lot of people you know who i would worked with in the past who thought yeah okay you're a safe pair of hands we'll take a risk on you.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow no I, I think that that is a, a very honest perspective, because even as I talk to a lot of entrepreneurs and, you know, some of them say, you know what, you know, I really don't completely understand how, like emotionally yeah. everything was saying, no, don't do it. <laughs> but it's just like, I just yeah. couldn't, I could not avoid it. So no, I, I think that is amazing. So when it comes down to, you know, tell us a little bit about, you know, ADEPT training as far as like the services and the products, um, what can people expect?
1: Sure. So I, it, it's it's all to do with personal development and education. Um, so what I do, I design uh, programs, educational programs. I uh, write the materials and then deliver them. Uh, and I do any of those three combinations, depending on, on what the client wants. And my specialism is in, uh, well, obviously within accountancy and business. Um, but I've increasingly come into a niche around business is driving forward. So, you know, particularly facing with technology. Um, so accountants, I mean, obviously technology, we're, we're all facing change with technology, but accountancy is one of those professions that the more that I researched it, the more that I realised not only is the role fundamentally changing, but there are far too many accountants who are not aware of the scale of this change. Um, so I, I sort of get a bit evangelical about it because I think it's such an important message. And what we're seeing is this gap that's growing between uh, so the accountants who are engaged and, and those who aren't, and, and I, um, ACCA, so that the, the um, Accountancy Institute here in the UK and um, PwC, they did some research on this and they found that there's 22% of accountants who are already changing. Yeah, they're already looking at the digital agenda and they're moving forward and they're changing. But as well as that 22, there was another 22% who said, not only are we not changing, but actually we don't even think we're going to change in the next 10 years. Wow. Um, and then in the middle, the, the, the sort of 55 odd percent in the middle said, well, yeah, we think we should probably change, but we don't quite know what. <laughs> um, now that to me, that, that was what sort of drove me forward. So actually a lot of the programs that I developed um, focus on this. So for example, I look at um, AI, uh, data analytics, machine learning, deep learning in a commercial context. So what is it? Why is it so important? Why are people getting so caught up in it? Why is it worth so much money? And then the second phase is, what does that mean for us as professional accountants? So how does it change the way that we work? How is technology gonna change the skills that are being demanded of us and, and, and that sort of thing? Um, so so that, that's really what I deliver in the form of webinars, workshops, conferences—you know, all, all of that sort of stuff. I've even written a report on the subject, um, so uh, the report's a very good place to start if people if people want to find out about me.
0: Okay, awesome, awesome. Now, you know, where can people find you online, or where can they find you on social media to to keep up or to to understand what you have to offer?
1: Sure. Um, so i guess i mean i've got i've got a website which is uh, wwwadept trainingcouk um, so you can read a bit more about me there uh, i'm on linkedin uh, so i do that that's my main social media uh, where i sort of share ideas and things so you know by all means you know, direct message me on on linkedin um, yeah that's that's a very good way um, for somebody who, who talks about technology uh, i i'm not very into twitter and you know all of the other <laughs> the other variables uh, and, and I like to think that you know, somebody using technology—it's about using it for what you need. That's my defence for not having a Twitter. Well, I do have a Twitter account, but that's my defence for uh, for not being more active on Twitter. Um, but yeah, so LinkedIn is the main one.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. You know, something that she said that I wanted to um, go back and ask the you know, follow up question on was, you know, that's the survey results about, you know, the some of the account, you know, the percentage of accountants that were actively making the change. And then those that thought, hey, the change was 10 years off. And and, and those that just, you know, just seemed out of touch. Um, you know, did you did that surprise you at all like that? Hey, you know what? our profession, there's so many people that are just across the board and they have different views or was that kind of what you expected?
1: I, I've, I always find it fascinating when I deliver my programs because um, I, I go, yeah, go in house, so I go into a company and the first thing I watch for is the culture. You know, And so Eve, just from the moment of walking in the door, what does this company feel like? How do they treat me as somebody, a visitor? What's the conversation like? What's the engagement? You know, um, and, and what I see is, is two polar opposites. Um, so some people book my workshops because they, like me, feel passionately about the issue. Okay. Um, and those people actually, you know, it, it's, a, it's a very positive experience. And, and, and I feel like I'm engaging with a group of people who, who really want to be there. Um, And they, without wanting to be too stereotypical, in in my experience, they tend to be companies where that's reflected across the culture. Yeah, this is a company where change is accepted, change is celebrated, you know, change is rewarded. Um, And then I go to other companies, often much more established companies, uh, companies that have you know been in a routine for a long period of time, where the, you know, what's basically happened is the FD has said, look, David, we need to change, I know we need to change and I can't get my team to change. Um, so I come in on that level and I can see a lot of resistance and it's, I think it's resistance from fear. Um, I think these are people who I, I, I described earlier, You know, my, my experience of saying, this isn't working, so I need to do something different. Mm. But there's another reaction to change and that is, this isn't working And I'm just going to deny it and I'm just going to keep going in the same way for as long as I humanly can. Mm -hmm. And of course, that's a waste of talent, isn't it? It's a waste of skills. Um, So unfortunately, I do see that. uh, And I I see that. I think that that gap is only going to grow. There there was an article in The Economist uh, just last week, actually, about engaging with technology And the latest research is saying that, although, you know, they're talking about it's going to be worth tens of trillions of dollars a year, AI, by by 2030. But your average manager in your average company is simply not engaging because it's it's too much for them to process. And so we again, we see the gap between the Googles and the Facebooks and the Netflix who really engage. And then this growing gap with with more and more people being left behind. Who of course, don't need to be left behind. It's so easy to move on if you know what you're doing.
0: Yes. Now, I, I totally agree. I totally agree. And, you know, before we wrap up the interview, one of the questions that I like to ask every guest that comes on is when you think about, you know, your journey and you think about, you know, your expertise and the types of services you provide, what's two pieces of advice that you would share with other business owners? So the first
1: piece of advice is know your niche. So when I started, I thought the best way to, to run my business was to offer anything that anybody <laughs> might possibly want. Yeah. So, you know, if you want lecturing in finance, I can do, you want lecturing in tax, I'll, I'll do anything. <laughs> and very quickly, I realized that's not what people go for. Um, actually, what the best advice I had was, what is it that you're really good at? What is it that you do that others can't do? and focus on that. And of course that that narrows your pool of target customers, but those customers are really gonna appreciate you. So that's the first piece of know your niche. And I think the second thing is to set in your own mind, what does success look like? So for me as somebody really risk averse, the idea of starting a business was terrifying. Mm-hmm. so I set myself targets you know w- at what point do I give up and go back to the rat race you know w- what is the line and when I crossed that line so you know I had some savings I worked out you know, how many months will the savings last and, and I could see that target um, and having that gave me the confidence to say David don't panic I know you know you, you haven't got millions of customers yet but you're okay mm-hmm. you haven't reached that point just build on that so set those targets for success and then keep an eye on them so so those those would be my two bits of advice i think
0: awesome well david thank you so much for coming on the show thank you for taking time out to to share your story and to share the wisdom so we'll definitely include some links so people can find you online they can find you on linkedin um hopefully they're not looking for you on twitter look for them (laughs) on linkedin (laughs) so thank you for coming on Terrell, thank you very much. It is great to, be able to talk. Thank to you. you for tuning in to the Business Talk Library. If you like our content, be sure to follow us on social media. And if you want to see more of our exclusive content, you can subscribe and become a member on patreon.com forward slash business talk library. Hey, the business talk library is the place where business makes sense.